Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Scars here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. We got ourselves a good show today. Uh, today, I'll give you my predictions for Backlash. The full card was released uh, yesterday on SmackDown. Plus, in our cover story, CM Punk returning to AEW. I got some thoughts about that. Plus, we'll talk about the pillars of AEW and the Jericho Appreciation Society, plus this week in wrestling history, and a parting shot. What is worse, the draft itself or getting cut? Well, I'll have my response to that in our parting shot, but without, what, yeah, getting my words twisted here a little bit. So without any further ado, let's begin. We begin with the WWE uh, Backlash is coming up next Sunday live on Peacock. It's a premium event. It's a pay-per-view, people. It's a pay-per-view. Anyway, the full card was announced last night on SmackDown, so I thought I would give you my predictions for Backlash. So let's begin with uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line as Selena Vega will take on Rhea Ripley for that title. And I got to tell you, even though Selena Vega is the considerable underdog in this bout, she is going to probably give it her all because she's in Puerto Rico. That's her home country. She is a member of the Latino World Order. I hope they get a bigger push than what they've got now. But at the end of the day, Rhea Ripley is just too dominant, too much of a powerhouse right now for the Judgment Day. I say Rhea Ripley pulls it out in a good match to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Next up, a triple threat match for the United States title. Austin Theory, excuse me, Austin the now Austin Theory, defense against Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. First off, when is Bobby Lashley gonna, ever going to get a world title shot? Really? Now you got him bogged down in a few with Bronson Reed, who just returned to the WWE and makes Bobby Lashley look weak. Give me a break. This is like an off night for Austin Theory, to be quite honest with you. Because we all know Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley are going to fight it out. And Austin Theory will somehow sneak in and get himself the win to retain the United States title. But in my opinion, Bobby Lashley should have been in the world title picture by now. I don't know what's keeping him back. Who knows? Next matchup of the night is something I have a lot to question on. Seth freaking Rollins against Omos. Who booked this crap? Who booked this match? Is it my, is booking on the sauce again? I do not get this. There was no storyline, no heat, nothing. They just throw it on the television screen. I guess Seth Rollins had a problem with creative. And, and argued loudly about it during the commercial break and walked out, I would walk out of the company if that if that was the case and go to AEW. So now I think creative is going to be punishing him by going up against Omos, who can't wrestle. He's big, he's strong, but he can't wrestle worth a dang. Come on now. This is Seth freaking Rollins. This is the best you got, creative? Really? You're going to bury this man against Omos? Give me a break. You know what? I'm not even going to make a prediction on this match. I feel bad for Seth Rollins. 
maybe it's time for him to go to AEW because if this is what creative is going to do to this man, it's unreal. Because, why? Because Seth Rollins complains that creative sucks? We've already known that. They suck. They suck. And you could smell the aura of Vince in this pay-per-view. I'm telling you, people, Vince is back in creative. And you know how out of whack creative is has been of late. Give me a break. Seth Rollins versus Omos. Really, people? Are they on the sauce again? Next up, six-man tag team action. The Bloodline, consisting of uh, Sokoa, uh, teaming with the Usos to take on my boy Sami Zayn and Stone Cold Kevin Owens and their partner, Mr. Bro himself, Riddle. Why are you putting Riddle in this? Riddle has gotten beat twice by Solo Sokoa. Really? Really? All he cares about is bro and dude and, oh, Jesus, Cromedy. Get rid of that stuff. You want to book something? Book a better partner for uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to take on the bloodline. I thought it was going to be Cody, but I guess not. This is once again creative. Yeah, we're going to stick behind the original bro. I know this is strike two against him, bro. Give me a break. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to go with the bloodline on this one. I'm sorry. My boy Sammy and Stone Cold Kevin Owens, they're my boys, but bad partner. Bad partner in Riddle. Riddle got beat twice by Solo Sokoa and left Lane in the middle of the ring. You figure it out, folks. Trust me on that one. So I'm going with the bloodline to win this one. And then the main event of the evening, Brock Lesnar taking on Cody Rhodes. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Why did Brock turn on Cody? Oh, because I my match was on first and he got the main event spot. Is that how you're going to book that creative? Who cares? There's no heat. There's no storyline. There's no oomph behind it. I could care less. This is probably the most disappointing pay-per-view after WrestleMania. I cannot believe how disappointing. You can smell the aura of Vince just reeking out in the uh, atmosphere, man. And creative, <laughs> I'll, I'll save creative for later on. Trust me on that one. Creative's the one that's screwing this all up. So who wins? I could care less, quite frankly. I think somehow Brock Lesnar is going to pull out the win and do something else with Brody, uh, Brock Lesnar because Cody, I they had the chance at WrestleMania to crown him champion behind all this hype, all this hype, and they blew it. Really? And there's some people, oh, this is the right decision. No, you dipsticks. That's the wrong decision. Once again. The aura of Vince just reeking out in the atmosphere. You could smell it from a mile away. Anyway, that is Backlash for this week. Now on to my main story. Uh, CM Punk is returning to AEW. Well, I heard all the stories that allegedly he'll be coming back to Chicago um, on June 17th, I believe, for a new Saturday night show for AEW. By the way, AEW, you got four shows already. Two don't work on the internet. Why you need a fifth show? Rampage doesn't do the numbers. All the numbers you're doing is dynamite, and they keep falling every week. MGF's the only one saving your butts. 
Why you need another show? Nonetheless, CM Punk is going to return to AEW. I don't understand why. Maybe he has his own reasons. Maybe he wants to get back in the ring. I wouldn't want to go back to that company. After that host hostile environment that was persisted back in September when the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega took offense to CM Punk's comments. Why? Because they were true. They were true and they can't handle it. Nonetheless, if he wants to return to AEW in that hostile environment, that's fine. He's his own man. He can make his own decisions. But don't come crying to us when something else happens unless there is evidence to back it up. Anyway, of course, the Bucks don't want to work with him, and Kenny is slightly leeway. Maybe, maybe not. You three idiots. That's money right there. But, of course, not. You're the EVPs. You're more fun. You suck. You suck. Who cares? You're involved in a useless feud with a Blackpool Fight Club. And by the way, Brian Danielson now using the screwdriver again. Dude, you're not Home Depot. Keep it at home, dude. You're not Abdullah the Butcher. Stop that. Nonetheless, will he be successful? Maybe. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. If I was CM Punk, I would not return to AEW or wrestling at all. It was a hostile work environment. And why go back to the WWE after that fiasco over there? No, nah, I don't know. But we'll see what happens when CM Punk returns to AEW. I'm sure there's going to be much fanfare in Chicago for that like he did the last time. And that is my main story for this week. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. We're going to discuss AEW, including the pillars of AEW, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, and then This Week in Wrestling History and a Parting Shot. All this and more next on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. After this, time out. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here. Coming up on May 20th. That's right, May 20th will be all new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. First on From the Mind of the Nitro, I will break down the, the draft itself. Who were the real winners and who were the real losers of the draft? And did the draft work overall this time around? That is on from the mind of the Nitro. And then on Nitro Memories, we start April 1988. The fallout from the Class of the Champions 1 and WrestleMania 4 as the Macho Man Randy Savage begins his first full month as champion against the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase while the Nature Boy Ric Flair begins a feud with not only Sting but Lex Luger as well as, well as a bitter betrayal by a former friend in the World Tag Team title match in April. All this and more coming up on the new editions of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories coming out Saturday, May 20th, exclusively at www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. Don't miss it. Be there. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers here for Spotify on Anchor. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it here at Spotify on Anchor. 
I mean, it's free to set up. It's easy to use. You can look at analytics of your audience and see how many people are listening to your podcast. You can interact with your audience with Q&As and polls. You can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today on Spotify on Anchor. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Now it's time for some AEW for this week. We begin with the pillars of AEW. We know the pillars. We got Darby Allen on one pillar, Jungle Boy Jack Perry on the other pillar, Sammy Guevara on the other pillar, number three, and, of course, the World's Heavyweight Champion, MJF, in the number four pillar. Well, Guevara... Darby Allen and Jungle Boy got a little personal, maybe too personal, this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Well, let me tell you something, Sammy Guevara. If you're too much worried about your girlfriend, Ty Cotty, then your career, you would have been world champion. Sammy Guevara, you know something, Darby? We got a lot of like, we didn't have to kiss the butt of management to get ahead in this business or get a job. Darby Allen's like, you know, I don't like you, Jungle Boy, yada, yada, for the same reasons. They got a little testy there, a little personal, probably put a little fire on their rear ends and maybe do something. Well, MJF came out there and said, look, fellas, we're going to have ourselves a three pillars tournament. Sammy Guevara, you'll take on Jungle Boy first after he pulled the two names out of the hat. And Darby Allen all smiles because he's got a buy. He'll meet the winner of that match this coming Wednesday. And that was it. That's all Sammy needed, and he got out of there. Me, uh, personally, oh, they got a little fire in their butts this week. Got a little personal. I mean, really? You three have any chance to beat MJF? They're not going to book it that way, folks. I'm sorry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Do you see Jungle Boy Jack Perry as a world champion? Do you see Darby Allen as a world heavyweight champion? Do you see the self-proclaimed Spanish god, Sammy Guevara? By the way, get a room next time, please, with Ty Conti. We don't need the PDA. You see him as a world heavyweight champion? Not really, as far as I'm concerned. I think somehow, someway, uh, this view will die out by June or a little bit of July, but... At least they showed some fire and got a little personal there. Quite frankly, I could care less. They look like a bunch of mid-carters to me. Uh, MGF's just looking for the next big challenger. Or maybe next year with the big uh, debate or the big deal where he may go to the WWE or may stay in AEW. Now that's the big main event next year. So let's move on. Let's talk about Jay White. Will he be successful in AEW? Probably. I mean, he has the talent to do it. I've seen him before in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He has the drive, the initiative. He knows what it takes. He's held almost every title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think he will get over with the American audience. It's time to breathe with the switchblade. He's got a cool gimmick. He's got Juice Robinson to back him up. The Bullet Club, the U.S. version of it, could be a very interesting uh, faction in AEW. Be on the lookout for that. Jay White, yeah, he'll be pretty successful in AEW and cause quite a bit of waves. 
coming up in the near future with AEW. Finally, let's talk about the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Are they becoming irrelevant? (laughs) Duh. Does it look like it? You better believe it. Let's take a look at this. Cool Hand Luke here and and his partner 2.0 and Jake Hager out there trying to rap. Rapping's easy, you know what I'm saying. Yo, I mean, come on. Really? You wasted TV time for that? Jake Hager can't do a promo if his life depended on it. Oh, I like this cool hat. Who cares? Who cares? And, of course, Jericho needed the help of the outcast to beat up Dr. Britt Baker DMD while handcuffing Adam Cole to the ropes. That's right, Adam Cole. You should have never gotten in my face. I'm Chris Jericho. I'm Chris Jericho. I'm the demigod. I'm the Ocho. Really? Are you becoming a little more irrelevant by the day? You're just leeching on to idea after idea to keep yourself relevant in the public eye. Give me a break. Seriously, can we stop this already? You know as well as I do, Adam Cole, baby, is going to come back strong after this. And Dr. Britt Baker got something cooking for the outcast, including Soraya, who beat her with that kendo stick. Great job, outcast. Yeah, you just P.O. Dr. Britt Baker DMD now. And in essence, you P.O.'d the world champion, Jamie Hayter. Now, that's probably going to last throughout the summer with those two factions. But nonetheless, the irrelevancy continues with the Jericho Appreciation Society. A society I will not appreciate at all. I'll just move on down the road. And with that, that ends AEW for this week. We're going to take our final time out. When we come back, it's This Week in Wrestling History and a parting shot. What is worse, the draft or the cut? More of this edition of eight of uh, Saturday Evenings with the Nitro in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Now it's time for This Week in Wrestling History. Excuse me. On April 20th, 1998, Hulk Hogan defeated the Macho Man Randy Savage to win the WCW World Heavyweight title in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And finally... On April 14, 1972, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Cowboy Bill Watts and Danny Hodge defeated the Professor Dale Lewis and the Stomper. And that's this week in wrestling history. Now it's time for a party shot. Given the choice, what is worse, the draft that starts this Friday or being cut from the WWE like I've been reading about lately? Let's take a look first at the cut, okay? The cut. We know uh, there's been many news sources out there that saying that the WWE is going to be doing a major cut because Endeavor, their new owners, took a look at the WWE and they see money that is not being well utilized, maybe misspent. 
And that means talent from the top to the bottom, including employees. Now, I don't know about employees, and I don't want to wish anyone being fired from their job or let go of their job. We know about the job market out there these days, even outside the world of professional wrestling. But there have been instances when, when a wrestler gets cut and released, or otherwise known as future endeavored in this business, they seem to thrive well on the independence, or they do something else, or they go to AEW. A prime example of that is when um, Trinity fought two and um, Mercedes Ben or Mercedes Monet uh, got their release from the WWE when they left. They walked out of the WWE, and rightly so, by the way. Look at Mercedes Monet. Right now, she's in New Japan getting ready to sign a new deal with Stardom. Her names are being her names being out there again. She's having a better run now than she was when she was Sasha Banks in the WWE, as far as I'm concerned. Trinity Fatu, maybe she's not going to be bringing the Stardom, but she's a hot free agent. AEW, maybe it's time to call up and get her signed aboard. I mean, she's doing her own thing as well and being successful at it. Look at Braun Strowman. After he got cut from the WWE, he went to another organization and did okay in it. He debuted in Ring of Honor. Then he came back to the WWE, although creatives put him in the mid-card status. At least he had some success there. But look, look at those examples for a minute. Once you get cut... That may mean a fresh, a, a breath of fresh air, a new start in another organization. Maybe you were bogged down so much in the WWE when they finally cut you. Look at um, Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho, who got fired, future endeavored by the WWE. Now she's a member of the Outcast in AEW, involving in a hot angle with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. There's your another example. So maybe... The cut itself could be beneficial to the wrestlers. It's up to the wrestler. Meanwhile, the draft. Really? Okay, the draft. We're going to exchange talent and NXT is going to be involved in it. And every man, there's no exceptions, no exemptions. Everyone's going to get traded, yada, yada. Who will be traded? What would be the point? I mean, you got talent that's so bogged down in the mid-cards that it's hardly going to be noticeable. We all know the bloodline's not going to be separated. We know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is not going to be separated. Riddle just got back, so he's going to be a prime player probably on Raw. You're not, you're not going to see Rhea Ripley leave SmackDown anytime soon. The Judgment Day, well, they'll probably show up on SmackDown anyway, even though they're primarily on Raw. And most importantly, above all that, as I mentioned last week, the brand split died five, six years ago. Who cares? Nobody cares. This is up to creative to, to decide where one individual goes, one wrestler goes, and see whether that sticks to the wall. If it doesn't, then they'll probably be future endeavored. So what is worse? Honestly, it's the draft. Because if you get future endeavored, and again, I stress again, I do not want to wish any wish anyone being fired or let go of their job because of the job market out here these days. But nonetheless, it could be a positive for them to get uh, 
future endeavor because they could go somewhere else now and apply their craft, AEW, the NWA, New Japan, whatever. And they could do successfully. Maybe, maybe they could do something else and be successful at that. So, <coughs> excuse me. So what is worse, even though I don't want to wish anyone being fired or being um, cut from, released from the WWE, um, honestly, the draft is worse because you're going to be stuck once again in another position with no really major upswing where you're going to win a championship. So uh, like Xavier Woods, he is probably going to have his only shot at the Intercontinental title last Friday when he lost to Gunther. Case in point. So what is worse? My opinion, the draft. And that is my parting shot for this week. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Don't forget a programming note. The next episode of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro will be on this Thursday, and it will be a special. We're going to go back in time to 1948 as we celebrate NASCAR's 75th anniversary. Of course, NASCAR is going to be here in Dover for uh, the races coming up next weekend. So I'm going to do a special, what wrestling was like in 1948. You'll be very surprised at how basic it was in 1948 when wrestling was wrestling, people. Trust me on this. You're going to enjoy this. I'm going to do some research throughout this week on 1948 to help celebrate NASCAR's 75th anniversary here on Saturday evenings with the Nitro as we look at the wrestling equivalent of what happened in 1948. And then... We have the weekend off because, of course, race weekend. I will not have a Saturday edition of Saturday evenings with the Nitro this coming weekend. Uh, the 1948 special will be out this Thursday. And then next Sunday, uh, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday. Actually, not, well, this Sunday is coming up. Ne uh, next Sunday is the race weekend. Uh, pardon me, May 7th, May 7th. Mark that date down. That will be the next uh, full episode of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. It will be our special post-pay-per-view for Backlash, Sunday, May 7th. So this, next Thursday, I mean, this coming Thursday, the 1948 special, May 7th, the post-pay-per-view report for WWE's Backlash. And that's going to do it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. I am Paul the Nitro Skyros here saying so long, everybody.